The first ever European Games are officially underway in Baku as organizers deal with the aftermath of a bus collision that left three Austrian swimmers injured a day before the opening ceremony. You're listening to the latest edition of ATR Radio. I'm Nicole Bennett. The Azerbaijani capital of Baku is buzzing with excitement over the 2015 European Games, but despite the allure of competition, organizers are addressing their transport policy to prevent further accidents like the one that took place on June 11th from happening during the European Games. Aside from transportation and even a few ticketing issues, European Olympic Committee's President Pat Hickey had nothing but positive things to say during his speech at the opening ceremony on June 12th. Around the Rings European editor Mark Bisson joins us now just back from Baku. So Mark, what was the atmosphere like there and, and were there any issues with your accommodations or internet access? Well, the, the atmosphere is great. I mean, so far, so good. Uh, the, the games have kicked off in style, a, a lavish opening ceremony costing $100 million. Uh, so a huge expense on that. Azerbaijan has thrown money at these games and we won't see the, the like again um, in this European Games format, uh, surely. Um, you know, the, the sun shone. It's 32 degrees when I left yesterday. The venues have been well built and, and well designed. I think an issue for the organizers so far is, is the number of empty seats. There have been a huge number of empty seats at the venues I've attended in recent days. And that is a real burning issue now for organizers. I, I think they need to uh, sort out some kind of system where they bring in kids from, from local schools and they fill these seats. Um, that, that is uh, perhaps one of the issues uh, that they needs to be uh, resolved very quickly. Um, I think other issues with accommodations, transport, transport's been very good. The, the roads have not been congested. I think buses using the games lanes have moved uh, swiftly from uh, A to B, and the time timings have been pretty much uh, spot on. So I think organisers can be uh, well pleased with that side of things. You know, the, the media villages is quite a distance away from some of the some of the venues, um, and the, you know, sometimes there have been a few diversions for buses. I think the media are generally satisfied with uh, conditions at the media village a little bit better than Sochi last year but I, I also have heard that um, and seen for myself that you know the food is not great there the the, the arrangements for media in the in the rooms are, are pretty sparse so uh, I think that um, is an indication perhaps of uh, you know, working conditions could be a little bit better but um, the, the media workrooms at the venues are good wi-fi is a little bit slow but generally conditions for media are good and I think uh, from what we've heard so far, the athletes are enjoying the Olympic Village. So you mentioned transportation, and as I said earlier, you reported on the bus collision that happened just a day before the opening ceremony. Have you heard any updates um, concerning the athletes that were injured last week? Well, no further updates from uh, either Simon Clegg, the Chief Operating Officer of Baku 2015, or the Sports Minister Azad Rahimov, but an investigation has taken place in recent days. The bus driver has been arrested and Baku 2015 have uh, sensibly uh, revised their, their transport policy slightly. They've warned uh, drivers to be more careful. They've, they've issued certain guidelines, uh, and they moved, they've moved bollards around and uh, added additional water and concrete bollards. Baku 2015 and the, the government want to tell people that they, they have taken swift action on, on this uh, shocking incident. Uh, I think um, the Austrian NSC is, uh, welcomes that, but it, it really was a, an awful... Um, accident and uh, we still haven't got to the bottom of this um, of this uh, investigation um, it should never have happened and we have to feel very sorry for the 15 year old um, girl who's, who's back in 
Vienna, I think, she had an, uh, an operation and will require several more. Uh, she could be permanently paralysed. So it was a, a shocking way um, to, to kick off the games. And, and uh, you know, the, the Austrian team, um, well done to them. They, they stuck around. Their swimmers took part in the synchronised swimming just hours after the incident. So um, I think that's that's great for them. And, and I think morale appears to be to be up a bit in their camp. But, um, yeah, certainly the, um, the back organisers need to, to keep on top of all these issues. There will probably be some further uh, glitches uh, throughout the games. It, it's been a fairly quiet opening to a games of this size. Remember, it's 20 sports across uh, numerous venues. Uh, there haven't really been that many big issues for back in 2015 to tackle uh, at the daily press conferences. This Austrian swimming uh, tragedy was was perhaps the one that's uh, kept uh, organisers occupied in, in recent days. Um, the other one at the moment is the empty seats, which I mentioned earlier. Right. So you said empty seats in attendance has been maybe the biggest issue so far, biggest glitch so far. What are other things you've noticed, other challenges probably ahead for Baku? And I guess what are sports leaders saying about the games so far? Well, sports leaders I spoke to at the Fairmont uh, Flame Towers Hotel uh, a few days ago, and, and, and they seem very pleased with with operations. Um, you know, the, the federation leaders are pleased with their sports and that there is a, a good feeling in Baku about these games. It, it's taken 30 months, a record time for any games of this size to, to be put together um, and organisers have done a, a fantastic job. I think, you know, some of the burning issues are, have been outside of this games bubble. Uh, within it, the athletes, officials, Baku organisers are, are conducting affairs very well. But outside of it, we've heard a lot about human rights issues in the, in the run-up particularly before the opening ceremony last week when several reporters were banned. Azerbaijan and the government have, have questions to answer there. The, the EOC has not been able to um, force the government to, to release any activists. Or There's been very little pressure from the IOC or EAC on, 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 the, on these issues, but there's, there's kind of little that they can do, really. They're, they're involved in the organisation of these games. They're the ones that gave back these European games in December 2012. So... You know, the problem um, goes back to, to that date. So I think the issues ahead really for back in 2015 are, are the empty seats, are, are maintaining operations. The volunteers have been fantastic wherever we've been, I think, um, at the venues. That, numerous volunteers, you know, that perhaps too many, but um, they've always been welcome and always been very helpful to, to reporters. And I think um, the media have appreciated that. Bus drivers and and the cab drivers have been superb. So there's been a, a warm reception for for all participants in these games, from the media through to spectators, um, officials, and athletes. And I think uh, that's uh, got the the games buzzing. You know, aside from that, um, of course, the Azerbaijani athletes have have come in with some great medal uh, victories in in recent days. Um, in the karate, Rafael Agabev is the Maradona of karate worldwide and he uh he's a full-time world champion and he was uh he was mobbed uh the other day at the the crystal hall venue uh so that was that was a big moment that uh, that i saw and witnessed firsthand and uh that was a saturday so you could call it super saturday as i did in my in my piece and i think um you know these games are have got off to a great start for for the home country did you get to see um by the way lady gaga perform i did I, I did, yeah. Well, it's not, yeah, I, I did get to see her perform. She, she was she was doing it on the piano, but she sat behind a bush. Well, the, the piano. When I say a bush, the the piano was covered in shrubbery. It didn't really kind. You couldn't see much of her. 
and she was at the end of the, the end of the arena so obviously she was very tiny in in the seeing, seeing it all live but you couldn't actually see her very much on the screen so it's, it's kind of odd and I, 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 I don't think I, I think she kind of she murdered the original uh, by John Lennon but what did she sing she sang Imagine by John Lennon I bet I bet she did a fantastic job. Well, well, not for me really. But. <laughs> not a Lady Gaga fan. No, I don't mind. I don't mind it, but I, I just, I just, um, I couldn't see, I couldn't see the point really. Of, I, I mean, it was all about peace and harmony. So I could see the, you know, the, the general, the kind of general link to the to the games and all that. Um, I, I, I think perhaps, perhaps she should have done, I don't know, done her own song or something different. But I think John Lennon's song is hard to beat anyway. So that's true. Kind of untouchable. Yeah. All right, well, lots more to come. Again, that was Around the Rings European editor Mark Bisson just back from Baku in the inaugural European Games. Be sure to check into ATR online on Facebook and Twitter. For more this week from the Games, we have ATR European correspondent Brian Pinelli in Baku. I'm Nicole Bennett. Thanks for listening. Yeah.